Corner 3 Podcast, weekly tales of the NBA's hardwood from the suburbs of Cincinnati. Check us out at thecorner3.net. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another installment of the Corner 3 Podcast, uh, Tales of the Hardwood from the suburbs of Cincinnati. Exciting show with a lot of news to touch on this week. But before we do that, Tim Danu here. What if not other than the Hoops hype man himself, Alex Derrickson? What's up, everybody? Going on, man. Living the dream. And our Hoops historian himself, Sean Mackey. Hello. Hello, hello. Hello, Sean. Gentlemen, <laughs> there is a lot of, of news, a lot of topics, a lot of things to touch on. Let's start with the news that just came out a few minutes before we came on air. Uh, Mark Stein reports that the Minnesota Timberwolves and Kevin Garnett are discussing a buyout to for KG over this eight million dollar contract he's supposed to have this year. Um, we've had this we had this discussion when we had our when you guys did the fast break with the T Wolves and what we thought would be Kevin Garnett. There's been discussions during the offseason about him potentially retiring. So, Sean, that brings us to this: Is Kevin Garnett done? Do you see him playing with another team next year? Maybe. No, no, he's done. This is. This is it. He's had, he's had, he's had injury problems. Uh, I, I can't imagine him wanting to play for any other team. He did the He went to the Celtics almost unwillingly. They had to say, no, it's okay. You don't have to be so loyal. You can go there. That's fine. Be cool, you know. And then, you know, he went to Brooklyn, and that was a, a disaster. Mm-hmm. And. And uh, that team that team is still reeling from those trains, but that's besides the point. But he, you know, he wanted to go back um, to Minnesota, and uh, you know, I there were t- talks years ago. He said he wanted to buy the team, so uh, you know, I don't I don't know if that's possible, or you know, in the near future, if if he wanted to do that, or you know, that was just him him talking out of his ass, but. I mean, that was, like, what he wanted to do. But I, I'm glad he's still going to be retiring a Timberwolf. He's had a hell of a career. I hated him most of his career. Um, <laughs> he's 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 one of those pl- players. He's so good that he just drives you crazy, and he's so crazy. But he's he kind of bitched out about a few things <laughs> over his career. I mean, anytime anyone ever really started a fight with him or anything, he kind of backed down and, and I always, I always kind of held a grudge against him. But he is one of the greatest power forwards of all time. Um, I think Anthony Davis is kind of the. Uh, he's kind of he's got a Kevin Garnett 2.0. Yeah. So he has a lot to owe to his game. I think I think they're very similar players in that regard. And he's one of the greats, man. And he got a ring. He is a first ballot Hall of Famer. And I fully expect the Minnesota Timberwolves to retire his jersey this season. I think Boston's already said they plan on retiring number five, also, which is kind of cool. Um, so, Alex, um, we, you know we talked about Kevin Garnett and his legacy, and he's got an MVP. Uh, like like Sean mentioned, he's got a ring. He's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. I'm sure we'll at some point have discussions at Boston or at Minnesota, just depending on how you want to look at it. But I think we'll all remember Kevin Garnett if this truly is the end, like we expect. I don't think I'll ever remember a player more intense than Kevin Garnett. And yes, Sean, I agree. There's been times where he has sparked up something and walked away from it, i.e. Carmelo Anthony, i.e. Charlie no- Charlie Villanueva. <laughs> um, but, uh, but when, you know, Alex, you look at this guy, I mean, some of the, some of the like, signature Kevin Garnett moves are him talking to the backboard, 
uh, him like preparing his head against the, the the pole there on the on the basket. Uh, but we're talking about a guy who did a lot of wonderful things in his tenure in the NBA. Well, and Sean called Anthony Davis Garnett 2.0, and I would go as far as to say as Garnett was Rodman 2.0, you know, when you talk about like how frustrating he was. He was he was kind of a much more evolved offensive game than his Rodman style, who maybe didn't have like the magnetism to the rebounds that Rodman had, but kind of flexed out and, and fleshed out his game rather to be just a very, very just dominant presence, especially at such a young age. But I think we're burying the lead here, Tim, and that's the fact that this is a, we are recording the show with news and the news isn't coming out tomorrow that's true <laughs> so this is a monumental day for us yes we did it guys thank I, you we, much time. We, you know let's quit our jobs let's quit our jobs guys we could just do a 24-hour nba news <laughs> podcast where you know we just we just wait for things to happen you know oh yeah, right. deal i can i can just sit there and stare at people and breathe <laughs> That's right, and but, I'll, I'll, but, I'll listen to you. <laughs> so, no, I I think Kevin Garnett's contribution to to the game and everything, and just to Minnesota and to Boston, uh, I, I I think will will never be you know looked over when you look at like some of the best power forwards. And like I said, I mean, he came into the game out of high school, uh, super loyal to Minnesota. Uh, I mean, for years, how many consecutive years were there of Kevin Garnett trade rumors? And yeah. I mean, how many of them were him coming out still and saying, no, it's not, I'm not going anywhere. Then goes to Boston, just almost a career renaissance in a way in Boston. And uh, I mean, yeah, you have Brooklyn and everything too, but coming back to Minnesota, I think was the right decision. Uh, if this is the end, uh, it makes sense. It's a shame. Uh, I I will and won't miss him equally. <laughs> well, I was gonna say I think one of my favorite Kevin Garnett moments, and it has nothing to do with like bass like playing, is when Ray Allen signs with Miami, and it's the first game when Miami goes to the Garden, and Ray Allen walks over the Celtics bench and he's shaking everybody's hands, and he even shakes Paul Pierce and Rondo's hand, and he gets to Kevin Garnett, and Kevin Garnett just very like stone faces him, and doesn't even look at him as he tries to introduce himself. So you see Ray Allen kind of give himself a high five and walk away. That's like yeah. those are the things about Kevin Garnett I'll remember like that and um, what is it? There's like one other mobile where I just always laugh at like things that he did. So yeah, it was trying to build the wave of when he's like he said that he looked like a cancer patient and then later backed away from that. And it's like that's not what I right. said. I said he was a cancer to his team. Like that's the Garnett I'll remember where it's like intense yeah. but total asshole and it was awesome. <laughs> oh well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's exactly what he was. Is he was. A mental terror on the court, but I mean, apparently off the court, it seems like you couldn't have found a better teammate, you know? Yeah, I, I'm with you, man. Yeah. So, quick, quickly before we move to the next segment, curious, because uh, I really don't know if the NBA does this. I think would think it does. When his time comes, when he goes to the Hall of Fame, Celtic or Timberwolf? Oh, in terms of which hat they'll put on? Yes. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Pro- I would say, I, I think he would... If it, I think because I think it's their call, right? So I think he'd go Minnesota. Yeah. Depends. Depends how his relationship with them kind of ends. True. You know what I mean? Like if there's some, you know, some animosity there. But I, you know, um, you know, it's interesting because you know I I was really hoping he'd come back for one last season. You know, Me just because yeah. I I had I think the Timber I think the Timberwolves have a hell of a chance. 
chance to actually make the playoffs again, and to have him 20 years later on another Timberwolves team that makes the playoffs would have been pretty freaking special. But, yeah, you oh, know, yeah. that's okay. They're starting over. It would have just, I just, I just think it would have been kind of cool to bridge, bridge those two eras together like that. But, you know, we don't, don't get it, we don't get it. Gentlemen, right. we are now going to be at the end of that 95 to 98 NBA draft era where every draft has turned outstanding players. We're at the end of that now. Mm-hmm. It's a shame. We're past the NBA Jam era, and now we're entering the end of another one. Exactly. Yes. So, speaking of older eras and dead-older players, it turns out that Meta World Peace is going to be a return for the Los Angeles Lakers. I don't really think this is news, honestly, so, like, He's going to be there. Aren't retired <laughs> players supposed to sign with good teams? Right. Isn't that, isn't that true? <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I mean, I don't, sure, like, I understand, like, he still wants to play, and he could probably be a great veteran leader for that Laker team, but that's it. Yeah, I, I, it's, think, I, mean, I mean, is this not ridiculous? But... Go ahead. No, I, I'm just trying to figure out why we aren't talking more about the Lakers' brilliant free agency of Metal World Peace and Yi Jian Leon. <laughs> I mean, this is and, Timothy and, Mozgov. And, and Timothy Mozgov. Let's not, let's not talk, you know. So, you know, it's it's funny because, like, the guy who who started the, the Malice in the Palace is now considered a mentor on a young team. <laughs> I, I didn't see that one coming. No. I mean, I'm just saying, I'm saying call the jewelers. He was the resort. He was poison. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, oh, if uh, I had to guess, what is Ron Artest plus minus this year? Oh, uh, well, oh, what? just minus. I'm sorry. Well, we know that's going to be zero because he's not Ron Artest anymore. What is Meta World Pieces plus minus this year? Irrelevant. Uh, <laughs> probably. Do you, what? How do you do plus minus for a guy that wears a suit at the end of a bench for eighty two games? You call him Adam Morrison. Okay. Uh, speaking on, on the Lakers, though, t- tangentially speaking, uh, did, uh, Luke Walton will be bringing Brandon Ingram off the bench. I saw. Yeah. To yes. because he says yes. yes. The NBA season re- like will destroy you, and he needs to get acclimated to it. So this means yeah. that, Shad, I think we can totally call a rebuttal on when we pick Brandon Ingram and win Rookie yes, of the Year. Yes, we can. Okay, cool. We can. We can. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm actually going to be changing my – I'm going to change it to uh, – let me see here. I, you know, I, don't, I don't think Ben Simmons is going to be the, no. the Rookie of the Year. I, I just, call Chris I, Dunn. I, I don't – yeah, I'm, I'm either going to go with Chris Dunn or Shot in the Dark, if I'm feeling really crazy, Joel Embiid. <laughs> nice. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping it's Joel Embiid. I really well, uh, want him to be good now. <laughs> me too. Um, Brian Colangelo did watch his podcast. actually came out today, uh, the time we're recording this, I should say, for those who listen to it a later yeah. date. Um, and he said like that the Sixers are going to ease Embiid in, which obviously makes a ton of sense. Uh, because he hasn't played yeah. five on five in an NBA format in a while, and they learned like he's not going to play every night. He's going to have a minute limit. So like, I'm curious to see how Embiid goes into that transition. Because what if he does come out and he's lights yeah. out? What if like he does play those like six seven games, and he's like giving you like twelve and nine off, like twelve and nine when he plays? Like, what do you do at that point? You got to think you shot Noel, right? 
Yeah. I mean, yeah. Especially if they, I mean, if you yeah. get something that's a, a wide talent gap or anything, or if they don't balance each other out, you know, if it's if you're creating a glut, yeah, you gotta you gotta try to move one of them. I mean, uh, look at the Rockets with the Schick and Dwight. Yeah, you just they don't work together, so you gotta move one. Yeah, I agree. So it's it's gonna be interesting. Um, you know, I th- I think I I do like some of the moves they've made as we discussed with Jake Hyman a few weeks ago. Guys like bringing Jared Bayless in, but I I, I am interested, Sean. I think that that could be a very fun bet on Joel Embiid to win Rookie of the Year. Yes, it'd be it'd be fun. It's not logical, but it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> it is on NBA Two K Seventeen. I I dominated with him when I. For the first game I played on NBA 2K17, which we'll talk about later, I, I was the Philadelphia 76ers, just because I wanted to see how bad Ben Simmons would shoot the ball. The answer is bad, but <laughs> Joel Embiid came off the bench and dominated my entire game, and I was like, and like I wasn't trying to like make him good or throw him the ball more, but he was just really good on the game, and I was like, wow, I, I got it. Kind of got me pumped. I don't know why. <laughs> hey, man, I I fully fully understand. And it's a yeah. I can't wait to talk about that game because it's gonna be exciting, and I can vent a little more about like some stuff on that. But anyway, um, you know, as we're going quickly through the news here on this week's edition of the Corner Three, Jenna, we talked about this a few weeks ago uh, with when we were doing our or, uh, with Mitchell Mauer when we were doing our fast break on the Milwaukee Bucks. But and I'm gonna mess this up, but I know Alex knows how to do it, so Alex is gonna back me up when I get it wrong. Giannis Antetokounmpo. That's not enough syllables, is it? That's right. It is right. Okay, awesome. Has gotten paid. The Bucks star player gets a four-year, $100 million extension. I think we can all agree this is a good move because that's a guy they want to keep there and keep in their system because he's been he's been great since he's been there. Um, but I think we just dropped Alex. So... Where, Sean, in your opinion, do you think this takes the Bucks? Um, obviously, you know, you would, as we were discussing this, Chris Middleton has his injury, so it's looking like he potentially might be out the year. What is your, what is your feeling now on the Milwaukee Bucks with, uh, with this deal and where they're going from here? Well, they're, it's interesting because they didn't give him the full max. They gave him almost the full max, and they signed him for four years. Uh, with no options, so they they've locked down a guy who, um, you know, they keep saying he's going to be a a full time point guard. We have yet to see that. I'm hoping they really do that this year. I hope they just start him at point guard. Say, you know, Giannis is the point guard. Bring Michael Carter Williams off of the bench and and roll from there. But because in light of very very recent news within the last hour. Chris Middleton has torn his hamstring, and he is possibly going to be out for a while, if not, not maybe the season. So he's probably not going to play as much point guard because of that that very you know stat right there. Because I I, I, I can't see them. Um, it's, it's a really hard hole to fill with Middleton out because he. Puts up so many points in bunches. So, um, but they they locked him up for a few years, and and he is uh, he is an exciting, explosive athlete. And uh, I mean, it was definitely the move. He is their franchise player. 
Yeah, 100% there. So, Alex, uh, I know we kind of uh, had a little bit of a disconnection issue, but you're back here with us. Yeah. Uh, when you look at this move, obviously, none of the three of us could say it's a bad move by the Bucks by any means. This is their guy. They got him here for, you know, another few years. Uh, like Sean, he said, he doesn't get the full max. So it gives them a little cap space to play with if need be, but I know they're really working on developing these young players. With the loss of Middleton, with bringing with the signing Giannis to this long-term deal, uh, all the moves this team has made, uh, Melty Del Dove obviously being a part of this team, this is a team that really depends on their guard play. And so to have Middleton go out there and have, have this thing, what? how do you feel this moves forward for the Bucks? Uh I would be on the phone with Sacramento. Yeah. And I'd be trying to fill yeah. that, hole, that hole, and I'd be trying to get Rudy Gay. Not the Marcus Cousins? No, no, I would be assembling a deal to fill that spot so, because I, I think they definitely have plans for Tutacumpo to, like Sean said, play the point and to kind of really have this opportunity to like diversify his abilities this year. And losing Middleton, I really kind of puts a wrench in those plans. So I, I would be trying to fill that gap as soon as possible. And I'm actually I'm, I'm looking over the Bucks roster right now to see who they could send. Uh... <laughs> It's it's uh, trades. Uh, I love them. They're my favorite. Yeah, it would have to be some like they, have, they could help on like Greg Monroe. Yeah, get rid of him. Michael yeah, Carter but... Williams. He's Michael Carter Are... Williams seems like he'd be great in Sacramento. Sentence never said. <laughs> no one's great in Sacramento. What are you talking about? But he just seems like that. I mean, that seems like the perfect place for his career to go ahead and fizzle out right now. <laughs> Over rookie of the year, Michael yeah, Williams. That that guy has not gotten a fair shake at all. Like I, no. I think Michael Carter Williams. He's one of those players. You know, he he had a he had a pretty decent rookie season during a a really crappy draft. So I mean, he was able to set himself apart. He was he's he's a really tall point guard. I think he's six six. Um, you know and. I don't. I don't know if I would move him for Gay. I just. I just don't. I just don't know, man. Like I. I think he's. I. I think he's more valuable to that team than than we. We realize, but you know, I. I don't know. I don't. I don't. He hasn't really. Uh, I, I. They should have. They should have kept Brandon Knight. Let's just say that they should have kept Brandon Knight. What about? That, that's what they should have done. <laughs> what about Jabari? Would you, would you think you know that could be a deal potentially made? I wouldn't. I, I think Jabari. I would hope Jabari's still at least maybe in their plans. Yeah. At least see see what they can do with them. You know, uh, it's it definitely they don't have a lot of a lot of depth where they just got hit, and I think that's going to yeah. it's going to be it could force it kind of forces their hand so. They can either work with what they've got, or they can try and move some pieces to add somebody to fill that hole. But I think it's going to be a lot of also seeing how long, like you know, Middleton's going to need and everything like that. How long he's going to be out and kind of play it by ear from there. Would probably be the smartest call. Did you guys hear that there was an Australian shoe company that signed Matthew Delvadova to a deal? No, it's amazing. <laughs> I know shoe deals are so awesome outside the United States, like. Tracy McGrady still sells Reeboks in China, mainly because he played for the Rockets, but... 
It's like a Joachim Noah's French shoe deal that he had. Yeah, exactly. It's it's hilarious. That it's ruined that ruined his career. <laughs> yes. Dwayne Wade's shoes that he sells in China only, like the way of Wade's or whatever. Oh, shoe culture. Twenty minutes in, it took us to make a Bulls reference, guys. Twenty yep. minutes. I'm proud nah, of us. We're getting better. We had to. We had, <laughs> had to. We just did. So, guys, um, you know, let's talk, let's keep on this discussion here because it looks like uh, if you're looking at if you're reading NBA news like we are, Rudy Gay just doesn't give a fuck anymore. Like he has just been like, I mean, if you remember, like during the off season, he made this. He's playing. He's like, I just show up to work. I don't know what's going on. Um, he did the, the report comes out this week where he says, I have already told the Kings that I'm going to just not resign. I'm going to be a free agent this year. And Rudy Gay is a guy that, you know, if we remember his days in Memphis, he had a really high ceiling. Uh, I actually have liked how he's played in Sacramento, although, you know, it's not a good team, but in stretch of the matter, we're obvious there. Sure. And, um, I can 100% stand. We've talked about this to Marcus Cousins when people talk about his attitude. I get it because that, that, that franchise has done nothing to get better. They still do dumb moves. And, you know, like um, even letting Rondo walk, you're still like, oh, you know, I get it. But do you guys have a backup plan? No, they don't because they're the Kings. They don't have a plan at all. Um, so with that being said, eh, what GM would you have to be to contact for Rudy Gay? Um, Danny fucking Ainge. Ooh. Yes. Yep. Yeah. You th- they they have who, who's so their small forward? Jay Crowder. You Jay trade, Crowder. You trade Jay Crowder and and Amir Johnson. You're done. Well, that makes <laughs> sense. There. That totally you makes sense it. because defensively you're set at that point. Um, you could really let Jalen Brown like ease in as a rookie. You know, kind of get like his his. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're not going to start him or anything this year. So, I mean, coming in after a guy like Gay, I think Rudy Gay could probably help the Celtics quite a bit. I mean, you can always use scores. And, you know, Brad Stevens is that guy. I think he could, he could, you know, he could turn him into something. He really could. And I think Rudy Gay... Gay, I think Rudy Gay wants to be on a good team. Yeah. It's just he's not. Rudy Gay's 30. I mean, he's... I, I still think he's got a few more years left in the tank. Ideally, I would love to take Rudy Gay, pick him up, put him in a time machine, put him back in 1996 in one of those real nice purple Raptors jerseys that are half pinstriped with the big Raptor on the front. Uh-huh. That That's where he belongs. I think I think Rudy Gay is just a man out of time in the NBA. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he, I mean, he, he's, he had plays such a, very, he's had such a weird career. Yeah, I, I just... I've always kind of felt that about him, even like watching him in college and stuff too. He's just always seemed like a guy that would have done so much better and from like 96 to 2002. Well, you bring up Toronto, like, why couldn't he fit in there now with guys like Lowry and DeRozan and how they move the ball and how they score? And, you know, like, I don't know what Toronto could necessarily give up for him, but that I think that would be a decent fit for him. Oh, I mean, I wonder if, because he was there in 13. I wonder yeah. if there's any, like, ill will or anything. Because I don't really remember, I don't remember that era of Rudy Gay basketball. I would say, like, if if Indiana didn't have Miles Turner, which is obviously a much better upgrade, like, I think mm-hmm. he could fit in well there. You know Miami's going to need, like, someone, like, down there to go with, like, Whiteside and, Dro- and Drogic. So, sure. 
Like, yeah, but you don't want to you don't want to hinder the development of Justice Winslow. True. Like I think he's already a starter. I really do think he's a he he's a starter in, yeah. in the NBA already. He's got a lot of work to do, but I think he's ready to just go ahead and start. He's he's fine. And he can't yeah. go back to Memphis. So I don't, the thing is, there's just so many. Maybe uh, I mean, if if I was if I was the Hornets, I would go ahead. That was the other team I was Michael thinking. Just go ahead yeah. and for him. If you want to do, I think I think they could do that. I I, I don't. He's coming. He, he's coming off an injury season, right? You I take that is. back on him, KG, yeah. right now, Sean. No, I I can't. I'm sorry. I can't. He can't. Tim, he can't shoot, man. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, but at the same time, though, is it's this just... whole conversation irrelevant? Because in two years, he will be end up being a spur, right? Oh no! No, he's not going to be a. You don't think so? You don't think Rudy? You don't yeah, think I guess Rudy if fill out? I don't think Rudy Gay. He won't comes off the bench. The destiny. I don't. I don't. No, I don't. I don't know if his destiny is there, man. You know. You know where would be an interesting place for him to go? A team that needs a good small forward. The Thunder. I was going to say that. Yeah. I, I think they have. They got Pete. Yeah, just a move. Why don't they trade for him? Him, yeah, Russ, he doesn't and have Oldico? to put up Kevin Garnett. No, no. Yeah, exactly. As long as you don't, I mean, I mean, you could get rid of some. They've got some guys you could get rid of on that team. Yeah. You know, you throw out a prospect, or so you can get rid of Cantor or at well, you keep Adams. You yes, trade Cantor, trade Cantor for, him. and you know what? It doesn't even matter because the Kings are stupid, and if they have. You know, five power forwards. It's fine. They don't care. You know, <laughs> their thing is like I, you know, they're, they're, they're a team that has. You know what, Tim? Their team, that team, team just has no plan. Okay, there is no plan in Sacramento. They I, have no plan. That's why. That's why. John Rondo was running the point for him this year, in, or last year, and and you know they trade for for. Ty, or they they signed Ty Lawson after George Carl is gone just to be <laughs> dicks. They have absolute they have absolutely no plan. We've talked about this. Like they they could do anything, but you know what? They're never going to give up to Marcus Cousins. They're never going to give him up. And if they would just get him off that team, and the Pelicans would just get Anthony Davis off that that team. The NBA might be better again, but they but they have they both have these great players stranded in these terrible cities. I you know what I agree with LeBron. I agree with LeBron's statement from two or three years ago. They need to get rid of some teams. The Pelicans need to be one of them, and the Kings need to be one of them because they have no idea what they're doing. Right? They should have some sort of contest where if you come in thirtieth this year, that's it. Your your franchise is you're done. relegated. Let's just get rid of one because they should... yeah. I mean I mean some of these teams like. Like, like, I love your dystopian NBA season of the Hunger Games. <laughs> <laughs> if you suck, you're gone. It's over. So, right. I, you know, but... Who gets the draft Rudy pick? Gay needs to get traded. And this is the thing that bothers me. Who gets the draft pick? Yeah, if the worst team... Uh, um, the 29th best team get the first number one pick? They gotta get the lottery. I, I, well, I think they should for... Yeah, yeah, I think I think Golden State should just get it because they've they've won at basketball and recruiting and drafting and getting a, a good first year coach and pretty much everything. So just give them the pick; they earned it. 
which will also make them better for another 10 years. So I, then again, no, we shouldn't do that at all. But <laughs> uh, seriously, in all, in, in, in all honesty, though, like, the Kings are, are the Kings Brass is stating that they want to keep Rudy Gay, even though he has said he's not coming back next year. They, they're saying they think they can change his mind. There is no way they are going to change his mind. So, so I don't know what they're talking about. I have no, I have no idea what they're doing. Secretly, they tell him, Rudy, you stay for two more years. We're moving the team to Seattle. <laughs> You can be. You can wear we'll a real nice Sonics jersey. <laughs> if That's Clay an Bennett lets them, incentive man. That's an incentive. But, yes, he will. He will. He will. If he likes money, he will. So, ladies and gentlemen, um, just to let you know, that Sean Mackey rant was not planned at all, but it was glorious. Oh, Sorry. Man. That was nice. It was, I, it was good to hear it. you that passionate about Sacramento basketball. Like, would you, you listen know, back to this show? You're well, somebody laugh. has to do it, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> it's time so like this. You're the sports bearer. <laughs> it's time like this where I really wish we had the camera on so we could have seen Sean's like. <laughs> oh, man. Such good stuff there. Now there's someone's going to be listening at home like, camera? Yeah. They're not all in a room together? <laughs> oh, the illusion's been ruined. <laughs> Just like Charlie Brown away from, the, from their computer. It's for, for those listening that still believe in the magic of radio, oh, it's a lie. <laughs> you can read about it in the newspaper tomorrow. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah, maybe someone can page you the updates. <laughs> so, oh, man. So, yeah, Rudy Gay. So, Boston, dude, is that the best destination, or is it just getting rid of Sacramento entirely? How did that, how did that end? I think Boston or OKC. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. <laughs> Boston or OKC. It, they they make they make the most sense yeah. for Rudy Gay. In all seriousness, so I I think I don't know if Boston will pull the a trade for him though. I uh, and I don't know if if Jay Crowder and Amir Johnson does it for Sacramento. Yeah, because um... Rudy Gay's not. He's not the he's not the guy he was a few years ago. Oh. No. If you um. Bill Simmons brought the NBA show back from the ringer this week for a podcast, and he actually had Brad Stevens on, and he was asking him about, like, nice. how he uses his team, and he's like, you know, all the ways he, like, uses, like, he's like, I really like that you, what do you say to him? He goes, I really appreciate that you have no problem using your three of your best players all playing the same position on the court at once. He's like, I love it to go and you roll out Isaiah, Marcus Smart, and Avery Bradley and say, okay, get around us. He's like, because somehow you make it work. <laughs> Yeah, very few coaches could I agree I'm really glad he's working out well out there because I I feel like that was uh, a a decision that was made and like was met with some derision and everything but I mean he's he's proven well that's that's the thing with like college coaches it's like people like base and this isn't fair to Brad Stevens um, but people base like oh he's a college coach this isn't going to work on Rick Pitino on John Calipari in a sense on Larry Brown Obviously, two yeah. Pistons. Um, and unfortunately for us, we're seeing it now with Fred Hoiberg, that the college thing doesn't always... Like, he has been, like, the exception to the rule, and he's been outstanding, and he's putting, like, a really good Boston team together. Like, that team, when he traded for Isaiah, and they got the eighth seed, and they beat Cleveland, you know, that, I mean, they didn't beat Cleveland. Well, they ended Kevin Love's season. 
Like, that wasn't supposed to happen, man. Like, and he right. just made, like, that's what you do, like, shit, this guy can really coach at this level. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Plus, he's made Isaiah there, there are a few people that could... Well, Isaiah, Isaiah was amazing before, but just teams didn't use him right, and they didn't make him the guy. Like, Boston really values him, which I like, and I, I'm hoping he gets paid, because, like... He is one of those. He he's a hell of a talent. Like, yeah. I mean, he was also he was one of those guys. That, I had him on my fantasy team a few years ago, and I mean, he is just incredible. I mean, he he puts up points and bunches. I mean, whether he starts or doesn't, but he has he he's their best player. I mean, I agree. And you wouldn't think you wouldn't think that a team with the best player Isaiah Thomas would be a good team, but they're great because of Brad Stevens. If someone else took, if Nate McMillan took that team over tomorrow, they would not have the same success. I agree. Sure. All right. But if Byron Scott took over that team. (laughs) With or without Chris Paul. (laughs) Yeah, he'd be picking and rolling his way out of a job. Uh, (laughs) uh, So, gentlemen, I think that leads us to... What else do we have to talk? We've covered Garnett. We've covered that... All right, so with that being said, gentlemen, let's go ahead and touch on this week was the officially technically Tuesday, unless you were like, Shadada, you got it on Friday, the release of 2K17. If you listen to last week's show, we touched on the prelude and how fun that was. So the game has continued on, and also if you're like, Shadada, you're a little bitter, you could say we're salty, that we did not get our, te- to get our dream team. Yeah, so is that still like a reoccurring problem with you guys? Yes! I thought maybe yes, it may have yes. been like a, an early bird launch thing, and like once the rest of the game was out to all the you know the common folk, they'd be like, "All right, flip the dream team switch." Well, that's like um, that video you sent yeah, us in that text I don't have message. Anything. Yeah, I'm I'm annoyed by it because like uh, Alex, when you said that that thing in the text message, I was like, "How to play with the dream team?" It was literally going to play now and switching, uh, pressing L one until you find the dream team. That that was yeah. The- <laughs> I, I watched that after I sent it to you guys. And I went, "Oh, this shit's not helpful at all." <laughs> Oh man, yeah, that was that was like that was like a that was a bait article, I think. I don't, right. I, yeah. I don't even, I don't even think that. <laughs> like I was like, uh, like you sent me that, and I'm like, wait, I, I'll okay, hey, I'll do what it says. O- okay, it's wrong. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's so so. If, yeah, if you listeners are confused about what we're talking about, the you know, you're supposed to have the 1992 Dream Team on NBA 2K17 if you pre-ordered the game, okay. I now, uh, Tim, you had your sent through Amazon. Is that correct? Correct. Okay, and I picked mine up at GameStop. So two different retailers, both guaranteed the Dream Team since we pre-ordered. Um, went home, turned on the game, uh, went through a gigantic install that took almost forever. Yes, and uh, no, no Dream Team for either of us. Um, some people have it, some people don't, and somehow Tim randomly ended up getting 100,000 uh, VC, yes. which makes no sense, and I'm I, I'm I'm more upset about not getting that than I am getting the Dream Team. I'm, I I don't know how you got 100,000 VC. I think I was supposed to also get that, but I, I wonder, did, 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 did you have any VC before that day? Not that like, much, man. Like, I had, like, so... During the, did you, you had some, though, correct? Yeah, during the prelude, I had, like, 2000 um 
I had been playing a little bit of my team on my phone, just grabbing cards. But, like, I still didn't, yeah. like, get anything that said, like, VC bonus of this. Because when you pre-order the game, and I got the Kobe edition. So I got the, like, the standard Kobe edition, which gave you 30000 Which is like, okay, I can live with that. You know, I can help boost my my player, and I can, like, buy all the Jordan sneakers I want in the game. Yeah. Then I literally could buy all the Jordan sneakers that were in the game for my for my my player. I, I like literally had it because I logged wow. on and I was like a so, hundred thousand. I was like, so, oh, that must have been some kind of a bonus for you having the 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 Kobe edition because that's that's the only thing I can think. Well, no, because of there I got they the just decided of Kobe. This like there because there was two versions of the Kobe edition, and um, I got okay. I got the legendary edition, which is like the the, the bottom tier of the two. And it was it was just thirty thousand VC, yeah. and um, like your my player got the old Mitchell and Ness nineteen ninety seven LA Lakers Kobe jersey to wear. That was it. And like I was like, oh okay. <laughs> now watch the bank of two K is going to send you an email oh, yeah. and be like, hi, we accidentally deposited a hundred thousand VC into your account. You've already spent it. We need to deduct a one hundred thousand dollars VC from your account. <laughs> My my player's like an eighty seven. You're, right you're gonna be in the whole NBC. Right. <laughs> We're gonna need to close your account. <laughs> I get like a bill. I get like a I get like a VC collector bill. Why didn't you report this suspicious Man, that... activity? <laughs> you know, it's funny because like when I went to go pick up my game a few nights ago. Um, little background: I used to work at this particular GameStop part time with Alex. And a girl that um, we both worked with was still there. And um, it was super packed. And she just looked kind of dead inside and dejected by the entire day of, you know, passing out pre-orders for 2K17. And I get to, you know, I get up to the line. I'm like, hi, how's it going? She's like, good. And after she's done ringing up the game, she's like, would you like to buy any VC? I was like, so you're asking me if I want to spend any real money on virtual? Virtual money? <laughs> I mean, like, people actually do that? Oh, yes. yeah, dude. <laughs> I, I, I used to do oh, it God. For, I was uh, like, for MLB The Show. Yeah. You you actually physically purchased fake money? <laughs> uh, here's why. Because it's the only way, it's the quickest way to get your road to the show player up to the majors. Yeah. So when you do your career mode, you don't want to spend seven years in Houston's double-A franchise. So that was, and I was like, oh, so for like 15 bucks, I can just kind of hot shot to the majors? Okay. See, uh, uh, all right, all right, okay, I kind of get that. Yeah. Um, imagine I, if I like, almost, a few years ago, I get it, kind of. Yeah, I was going to say, imagine if, like, in my career, you're like, yeah, man, the my career's so in-depth, I'm in my sixth year in the D-League. Like, <laughs> exactly. you were fucking five. Okay, I get it. Well, two, two 2Ks ago, I got really into my team, and I had an incredible my team, and I beat, I beat every single one of the challenges except one. And um, my, my team team was... Just it was incredible. I built it up, and I it was just completely loaded. And I, I to this day, I I haven't been able to beat the final challenge. And it's not even the final challenge. It's like the the fourth to last challenge. I beat the ones even after that, but I, I can't beat it because Jordan is a ninety nine on almost every stat, including three pointers. And you're playing <laughs> him on a Hall of Fame level, so the chances of you beat the closest I came, the closest I came, he beat me 
me by one point, and it was a shot at the buzzer with the three-pointer and got me there. Had the two-point lead and everything. But uh. And I, I considered paying some... Not, not only that, there are, like, shysty online VC that you can buy. Like, boot, like, like underground black market VC that you yeah, can buy on the VC. internet. I'm, it's just a I'm cobra. Like, we're just going to yeah, I mean, it's wild. But let's talk about the game. Let's talk about the day- yeah, game. Yeah, so I didn't buy it. Uh, so I haven't played it. You guys have been the ones <laughs> that, have, that have spent your hard-earned money on on a copy of 2K's fine, fine basketball peripheral. So I'm going to let the floor be your guys, and uh, I'll chime in if there's something I can say. But I don't have anything to say about this game. <laughs> okay. Well, that's a good start. Nothing. <laughs> it's fair. I think it's it fair. fair. I played the and it looks pretty in the gameplay as well. I just I'm in no rush to go out and drop sixty on it right now. I got too much other stuff to play. I'm with you, dude. So I think the first thing I really like about the game um, is it's so fluid and like they, they like. I mean, I'm not saying it's a it's a perfect product, but I think it's one of the best games ever. And we kind of talked about this uh, basketball games ever, I should say. You know, up there with like Chaos in the Windy City. <laughs> yeah, it's it's right up there with Chaos on the Windy Sunday. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for backing me up there, Sean. I appreciate it. That's good. It. That's good. All joking aside. Um, I like that. That and Shaq Fu. <laughs> actually, dude, I will not lie to you. If I did, like, a power rankings, NBA Street would be in my top ten. I'm not even going to lie to you. Oh, love, yeah. Yeah, it was so fun. I like it. I like it. That's a fun one. So, um... I'm back up on that. Another point... I'll, I'll end my dream team rant here before we move on and talk about the game. Why do we get the current Olympic Australian team but not the dream team? Okay, that's that, that's it. That, that's my I, last point. I, um, I, I'm glad they're part of they They were a hell of a team this year, yeah. so the fact that they got them on the game was, you know, within the last few months is pretty impressive. I'm I'm very happy that they, they put them them on there. I mean, I'm never going to play against the. Actually, I did play against them once in my my career, but you I'm never going to gonna play as them. <laughs> or nor am I going to you know play with them. So it's just it's whatever. But uh, you know, I I really like to see some of the other dream teams on there. I really like. I'm a big fan of Dream Team too. Me like, too. I am a huge Dream Team. I I think they are incredibly underrated, and uh, I I think they would have killed this year's Dream Team. Honestly, God, yeah. I, you know they were they were they were really they were really great. Uh, uh, also the the nineteen ninety six uh, team from Atlanta, I think they were fun too. Um, even though Jordan decided he did not want to play that year, uh, which was super sad. Um, but uh, Dream Team Two, I, I would really like. I would really. I, I'd love to see them added to the game. When I when I used to play um, back back during the the ancient days of NBA um, video games, uh, Super Nintendo. Nintendo, uh, we're talking like NBA Live '95, '96. Those mm-hmm. uh, you could there was four there was four custom teams that you could create. Um, one was the Blockers, the Jammers, the Slammers, and uh, um, I'm trying to think what the last one was. It wasn't the Passers, but it was it was something really it was something really lame. Like, but there was four teams that you could create uh, your own teams, and I always used those those four creative teams to create the dream teams. I did one, two, and three, and then there was just one that I didn't use. But I always created those teams, and I always wanted... Playing... I always played Dream Team 1 against Dream Team 2 because it was just... uh, They were were both pretty stacked. Yeah. 
I um I kind of like wish we got a 2012 team too. That was a yes. London. That team was yes. filthy. Yes, 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 it was. So can't forget about them. Yeah, I agree. So back to 2K. Um, I think you know the fluidity is awesome. I really appreciate the authenticity. Like they went above and beyond. Um, one, the shoe licensing deal that they had to go above and beyond for. Like you can even get Clay Thompson's shoes that he has like strictly in like one to other country. Um, every colorway of every Jordan was really neat. Uh, one really neat thing I, I, I really liked that they did was um, they traveled to every NBA arena and recorded sounds from every arena so, so to make sure you get that authenticity, get that sound from that court. I thought that was a really neat thing. So, like, the buzzer sounding different in Orlando than it does in Chicago. And, you know, things in it, the crowd the crowd noise in Indiana being different than it is at the Oracle Arena in Golden State. And they get all that for you, so you kind of have, like, that extra feel of the game there. Uh, one other neat thing in the presentation I loved was every game has a different rotation of commentary teams. So there's always Kevin Harlan um, as the as the, you know as the color guy, and then the analyst is a different person every time, and the sideline reporter is also different. So it's between Doris Burke and David Aldridge. Who, I mean, I've grown up watching David Aldridge on ESPN and now on the NBA Network. He's outstanding. And then um, the players they bring in. So you get Brett Barry uh, in certain games. You get. Chris Webber in certain games, but yet Chris Webber won't let his player in the game. Time and place. Uh, you get Greg Anthony, who's been on the past couple of years, who just never sounds like he's excited doing any commentary ever. And but No, he doesn't. Dude, yeah, and he gets things wrong all the time, too. Like, no, I, I know that's a hard job, <laughs> but, like, I, I know it's a really difficult job. But, like, he, like, I don't think he checks his facts or watch videos before he does commentary. I think he's like, yeah, I'll be there. <laughs> so well, Steve, go ahead Steve Smith's on there and he, he's fun yeah I said Steve Steve Smith's on there and I, I think he's he's he he's a fun commentator and the he the stuff that he says I mean I've played several games that he's he's commentated on and he you know he jets out different facts I mean they did a really good job spacing out um you know, dividing up the commentary teams and just having different things to say during every game that I've yeah. played so far. I love that. Um, anything else presentation-wise really jumped out to you that you really liked? Um, I Have you had Doris Burke actually commentate a game yet? Yeah, it's really neat, actually. I enjoy it. Yeah, like, she's started talking on one of them, and I was just like, okay, when's the sideline report ending? Oh my god. <laughs> I was just like... Because <laughs> I know she does that now, but it was just kind of caught me off guard. I was like, oh, oh yeah, she does She does this too. Um, the only thing that I, that I, I, I noticed that I did not like uh, is any time... I've had... I've played... Seven, Several games now where there have been several injuries. Like I have had so many injuries happen to so many players in so many games that I played. And I've only probably paid, played ten or eleven, you know, full games. But it's funny. Like after an injury happens, like oh, he's probably this is a big loss for him. And it's like it's like day to day hurt thumb. You know, like I mean, and like and they're like making it sound. Like, they're making it sound like it's some kind of, you know, career-ending injury. Like, oh, this loss is going to be huge for the team. But I'm just like, <laughs> okay, I, I'm, I'm playing. Okay, that was, that was you know, uh, you know, 
that was green from Golden State, and they have an excellent bench. And by the way, don't ever play them. They are so hard. Yes. Just on regular pro level. They are have you beat them yet? No. Have you so but you've played them already. Oh my dude. I literally have been like I tried to like a few like current teams, like I tried Cleveland, couldn't do it. Tried Minnesota, couldn't do it. So I was like, you know what? The hell with it. I'm gonna give it a try. I took the 2012-2013 Miami Heat, played in Miami, still lost. There was a because when I was trying to find some dream team solutions for you guys, I was looking on different forums, and there was a post for someone's my player where the headline just said, "This." They said. This was the hardest game I've ever played, and I swear I felt sick. There was, there was something along those lines, and it was just a screenshot of a recap of his my player game against the Warriors, and all you see is Steph Curry three, Steph Curry three, Steph Curry three, Steph Curry three. Well, oh yeah, and yeah, dude, it's like that. Go ahead. So, um, I, you know, like I was, I was telling you guys this the other night. Obviously, off, you know, when we weren't recording or anything by any stretch, like you'll be like right up on on. Uh, like, I'll, I'll play with Cleveland, and I was like, okay, I have Kyrie, so I can at least keep up with Steph Curry speed-wise. I have, you know, I've got body frame on him. And I would get right, like, to a report where he couldn't breathe, and, but like, Kevin Durant would be open. And I'm like, um, okay, whatever. Which, logical. I understand that. And then, like, you, like, take a step away from Steph Curry. He's got, like, 30 feet between him and the basket, and he just puts up a three and makes it. Like, no, no bank. And it's like, Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's... It's infuriating. Yeah, I, I played them. Um, the first, first game I played against them, I was the uh, I was a really bad team. I'm trying to think who it was. Uh, I think it was, it was the Lakers. I wanted to try out the Lakers, and I played the Lakers versus Golden State. And I was actually up by two at the end of the half with them. And then they mowed me over. Like, yes. they were they went up by, like, 20. They... It went up by twenty in the third. Well, then I played with I played with the Bulls, who, by the way, are especially fun, and they made Dwayne way too good, <laughs> and I think they made Denzel Valentine way too good as well. He stole the ball away from Steph like three times. I'm like, I don't know what's going on here. Um, but uh, I was up I was up by twelve at the end of the fourth quarter against Golden State, uh, and it was uh, I think there was about two minutes left, and they. Um, Scored four straight three pointers and had four straight defensive stops, and they ended up tying me like within a minute. So I'm going into the last minute of the game, and the only thing that actually got me to win was I ended up I drove the ball with Jimmy, and they fouled him, and um, he got two free throws with point three seconds left. So they weren't they 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 had no time to shoot any shot. So however, if they would have had point nine. Yeah, I would have lost. Yep, <laughs> it would have happened. They are they they are absolutely infuriating, like, like to the level of like the South Park kids playing that guy on World of Warcraft. Like it is <laughs> it is it is the same level of frustration. I do not recommend it. If you're going to play them, play them on pro. If you can beat them on any other difficulty that's better than that, you're probably one of the best players I've ever seen on NBA 2K. Because I played them as tough as I could went up by 12 and I was like, I was like, I got this. And then they caught up within a minute and it was like, I might lose. This is stupid. And it, it's because even if you, even if you're up on one of the guys, they can toss it to somebody who's just got a tiny bit of breathing room. Just right. a tiny bit. They're going to shoot it over your head and make it. They have four players on the court who can shoot threes the entire game. 
They Dude. are going to be so scary this season in real life. Dude, the worst part is, like, you can't make any adjustments. You can't be like, all right, so I'm going to double-team Curry because then Kevin Durant's wide open. No, you're, no. Like, uh, <laughs> you're like, oh, no, damn it. No, 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 no. You can't. There, you got to play man-to-man the entire game. You cannot, you cannot double-team anybody uh, at all that whole game because you will, will literally leave a shooter up. The only one that you can possibly leave up is Zaza Pachulia if you leave him, but... <laughs> You know, if they if they play big and they throw Andre Iguodala in the game, you're done. You have no options. You can't double team. So it's uh, it's actually it's one of the greatest teams assembled in a video game. Right. And I love that they didn't like. I, I love that they didn't like knock down any of their stats or anything yeah. to make it a little bit more even. Because sometimes when like a trade happens like mid season and you're on a certain NBA 2K game and you make that trade on the game. It makes the team a little bit too good. I agree. Like it's it just and and then the next year they kind of even out the ratings and they're like no that's not exactly how things are going to go with Golden State. They they kept everything exactly the same and they are just right as crazy as they look on paper. I mean it's dude they're like um, yeah they feel like final boss mode. Yes, (laughs) there is there. There is absolutely no reason during any sort of franchise or my, G, you know, my GM or my league uh, mode where they will not make it to the finals against you. There is absolutely no reason for them to to not make it. You will have to play them in the finals. That's all. You know I mean, that's it. It they're just incredible yeah. on the game. Absolutely. So, <clears throat> but uh, you know, in turn. In terms of, like, you know, different things I think that they added, one thing that I, I noticed in terms of, like, mechanics on the game, uh, you can now tap a rebound mm-hmm. to another player, which is awesome, phenomenal. I'm, I'm super surprised that wasn't in any other games, but uh, during that game with the Warriors, I was the Bulls, and I was Brook Lopez. He dominated rebounding. He had, like, 15 rebounds, but he tapped a bunch of, you know loose balls to players that were hanging out on the wing that I was able to hit threes with. And, like, that's real life. And they, they captured that perfectly. Um, that was an aspect that was missing from the game that they, um, you know, they fixed. And uh, that really helps the game, you know. But every year they just keep keep getting more and more realistic. Um, defenses are a little bit smarter every year. Mm-hmm. I, to a certain point, though, if you start playing a game, you learn to get around them. You know, I had a big adjustment last year because there was kind of a glitch on um, on NBA 2K15 uh, where if you ran, uh, if you perfectly ran the baseline, you know, up up the baseline and then down, you know, you could dunk on somebody every single time. And they fixed the defense last year to eliminate that, which literally eliminated like 90% of my game. <laughs> <laughs> because that's all I would do. I would just I would just play a Zach Levine, and he has a like a ninety five on dunks, and he posterizes people. So I was dunking on LeBron with him, you know, which made no sense. <laughs> which made no sense. So, and I was scoring like twenty five points a game with Zach Levine just because he could right. dunk. Um, but they fixed the, they fixed that, which is disappointing on my end because I kind of still like the arcade aspect of dunking a whole bunch um but they fixed that uh last season um you know you have to adjust your game to get around stuff like that and every year i've had to adjust how i play to to do something 
everything else. Sometimes it's with the shot stick. Um, sometimes with the dribbling. Used to be able to cross over a player uh, a few a few of the two Ks ago. I could simply just cross over anybody and get around them. I could cross them over like seven times until they finally gave up, and then you could shoot a layup or a dunk, and they fixed that as well. So, um, and there's a lot more to do with the the dribbling mechanism with yeah. the uh, you know. Which is super fun when you have Kyrie I mean, you, Irving. You really have to use different... Yes, yes. If you have a good point guard, like a good ball handler, um, it is super fun, and you can do some... And you, and you just have to kind of experiment with the stick, um, but you can pull off some really sweet moves, and it's uh, it's a lot of fun. But the game the game itself is phenomenal, uh, and we talked about this... I don't know if it was earlier, before the pod or not, but um, it's like you have seven games in one. Yeah, Totally. I think the one cool thing I like as far as in-game play, too, is um, the shooting release. How it actually, like, you can, like, time it is really neat. Where um, it, like, has, yes. gives, like, your release meter. And I really like that, so it like, has, like, your perfect release and things like that. And that's great. Um, I'm still, like, I think it's just because I'm not as experienced in 2K. I still struggle with free throws a little bit as far as when to not to release. So I'm starting to think I'm going to have to put, like, real shooting percentage back on for that while I get used to playing the game. But that's just me cheating. So... That's okay. Uh, yeah, I agree. Like, they made the Bulls a lot of fun and way too good in the game. Like, Dwayne Wade looks like 0-4 Dwayne Wade in that game, throwing down dunks and, like, making these, like, crazy plays. At one point, I hit two straight threes with Dwayne Wade, and I went, nah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, dude, it's super <laughs> awesome, super fun. Uh, the, the menus look really pretty. Um, I do think that if we had our dream team, looking at U2K Studios, we could beat the Warriors. I want to play yeah. that game. I want to play that game so bad right now. Uh, yeah. You, you uh, we need, me and you need to play online, Tim. You'll so kill we, me. We need to make a plan to actually. No, I won't. I, I guarantee you I will not kill you. You are, I, I don't, this whole rumor about me being good at the game, is, it's lies. So It started from the other host. really shitty at it. <laughs> Our co-host <laughs> no, started this rumor. Alex, me, me, me and you, I, <laughs> like, like me, when we went back and we played those games years ago. I mean, towards the end, we were we were really even during games. It was the old NBA Live games. It was NBA Live where I just spanked you on a regular basis, Dude. especially yeah. that time that I beat, you had the. Uh, we put together some Legends rosters, Tim. Uh, on like, I want to say it was like NBA Live. Uh, I don't know if it was like two thousand seven, two thousand eight, or something. Mm-hmm. like that or maybe it was the year before that but we put together some legends rosters and i was legends nets and he was Le- legends bulls we're talking artist gilmore uh, nice. michael michael jordan i mean it was just it, the team was just completely loaded and this I was a, uh, this was an old 2k game i don't think it was live was it a 2k game was it a 2k I game so. i think it was okay. one of the well, games, uh, okay. when they did all the decades legends that, okay, it, it, that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, I had my. I think I had like a Keelan Dueling or something on my team. Yeah. And I think I had like thirty points with him, and I I beat you by forty, and I hit a I hit a full core shot at the buzzer with him early. while you were already down by like forty. Yes. Yeah. I, uh... Yeah, and and you were just you just put your controller down. You're like done. I yep. played Alex yeah. in um. I played Alex in the first 2K that was on PS4, and he killed me, if you remember that. 
I don't. I remember you and I playing Madden. I don't remember. <laughs> you were like, I just beat Tim and Madden. We're not going to be friends anymore. <laughs> yep. I just I'm, so angry. I'll, I'll let you know, Tim. I'm, Tim, I'm only I'm only one and in in two uh, K online play right now, and that's just because someone left the game. So I haven't beaten anybody truly yet. So so soon. Sir, soon. Sounds good. So, gentlemen, I think with that being said, we can go and wrap up this week's edition of the Corner 3 podcast. So, if we haven't sold 2K enough for you, please go buy it. It'll be, you'll love it. We'll it's have awesome. A good time. It's the greatest game ever. Greatest please sponsor ever. us, 2K. Yes, please sponsor us. And YouTube, Bill Simmons. <laughs> oh, dude. Sorry. Off topic. I know. We're going to get out of here. I promise. Um, this week on any given Wednesday, he's having Kevin Durant. He announced it on his podcast today. Ooh. Ooh, that'll be good. Yeah, it yeah. will. I'll be watching that. So, on behalf of Alex Derrickson and Sean Mackey, thank you all for continuously tuning in and supporting the 2K. Uh, the 2K, wow. The Quarter 3 Podcast, as we continue to work hard. Check out our website. <laughs> <laughs> That's how bad I was to get sponsored. So, with that being said, everyone have okay. a good night, and take it easy, everyone. Take care, guys. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Corner 3 Podcast, weekly tales of the NBA's hardwood from the suburbs of Cincinnati. Be sure to add us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and check out our brand new website at thecorner3.net.